get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Back, it's Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN with Mich- Michelle Smallman. I'm Randy Carriker, and we head now to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line as we get ready for Mizzou and LSU tomorrow morning at Faroe Field. Peter Burns of SEC Network and ESPN Radio joins us. Peter, good to talk to you. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing well now that, you know, at least through two weeks we've had, what, um, 14 games scheduled, and we've ended up having uh, 14 games actually played. So the fact that, you know, this conference is uh, – you know they put together a plan. Put together a plan on nine twenty six to start the season, and so far, um, not even hurricanes can cancel games right now. As we saw the big news that uh, tomorrow we'll have uh, LSU headed up to Como, which I don't think they expected at the beginning of the year. Not at all. <laughs> you mentioned that fourteen games, and they've all started. That's really pretty much the only thing that seems normal about this season to me. How about you? Yeah, I mean, just the fact that we're bringing it up, um, it doesn't is not normal. But I think that is the new normal, right? I mean, in I go back and look, Randy, about this season is you know it's every everything feels different from you know the the, the lack of fans that are there in the in the stands and they're allowed, the lack of not having um, SEC media days to a traditional off season. This has almost kind of been a you know, truly survive an advanced type season for all of these coaches, and especially Coach Drinkowitz in his first year there with the Tigers. And Peter, everything is different. It feels different, but it's still the same great game. We still love the storylines. There's still so yeah. many great things coming out of college football. And of course, big storyline this week, we have Nick Saban going against Lane Kiffin, the Crimson Tide versus the Ole Miss Rebels. And we know Nick Saban's pristine record against his former assistants. He already beat Jimbo this season. He has Lane Kiffin this week, and then he still has Kirby Smart and he has Jeremy Pruitt as well. So would you put money on any of those guys to take down the king? <laughs> Heavy as the head that wears the crown, right? But he wears it pretty well, Michelle. I mean, what, 20-0? and 0, And the average um, what uh, average margin of victory is something around like 27 points. And and honestly, the, the only one that's come really close outside of Kirby Smart in the SEC championship game a couple years ago in the national championship game was, believe it or not, Lane Kiffin back when he was over at Tennessee. Um, that was back in 2009, where it was a 12-10 game, um, and even though that he he hadn't worked for Coach Saban at that point, um, that, that was the last really one of his the guys that he's worked around um, that that had success. Now, of course, that was back when you know Nick Saban and and said, "Hey, we're going to run we're going to run it 75 times a game, and we're just going to you know outbeef you." And now it's a completely different situation. That you know, when Saban hired Lane Kiffin, he thought, "Hey, I need to I need to upgrade my offense. I need to move it into the 21st century," and that's a credit to what Lane did. Lane is an offensive coordinator. They went they won three SEC championships. They went to the college football playoff every single year. So it's kind of a meeting of the minds there in Ole Miss. Um, and that game being kind of changed. That was big news yesterday. Uh, that game is going to be pushed back a couple of hours because of uh, Hurricane Delta. And, and we know that Nick Saban doesn't need any added competitive fire. But do you think the fact that Lane Kiffin, even though he's a showman and he loves the media, is out there taking jabs at Saban, calling him elderly, might put another log on that fire? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think for Lane, because Lane realizes he's, he's in a no-lose situation, right? Everybody expects him to get blown out in this game. And, and so for him to just have some fun... 
he knows that Nick Saban's not going to respond. And even Saban, Saban, to his credit, when he was asked about that, said, listen, I, I mean, that's probably right. You know, I've had hip surgery. I probably couldn't cover him. Um, and all this is Lane trying to have, a, you know, add a little bit of fun to it. But when it comes down to it, uh, you know, I don't think Nick has any animosity towards uh, Lane um, for the way that he had kind of acted uh, when he took the FAU job. Remember, that led to Lane Kiffin basically being told to leave before championship weekend against Clemson, and Clemson ended up winning that game. I think Nick just looks at he's football 101, and he just looks at it and goes, I don't care who we're playing. We're going to try to beat the ever-living you-know-what out of them this weekend, and I think they might have that success against an Ole Miss defense that have just really struggled the first couple of weeks. Peter Burns of SEC Network and ESPN Radio with us on 101 ESPN with Carriker and Smallman. Peter, we saw Alabama in the the opener, obviously, and I think that Nick kind of took it easy on Mizzou. Gary Pinkle's still in the Mizzou uh, program, and uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're good buddies. So I think he took it easy on the Tigers. I, I look around, they're... He's the only undefeated team in his division. Uh, mm-hmm. I look at a first-year starter at quarterback at Georgia, and I'm wondering, is Florida capable of playing with Alabama? And if, if they aren't, who in the SEC is? Uh, I mean, I think it's a three-team three, three race at this point, right? Um, and I think it's Georgia, Florida, and you're right. In the, in the West, there really isn't going to be that team. Last year, of course, it was LSU, but you know they lost every single one of their starters, it seems like. And, of course, they were upset by Mike Leach in week one. So, yeah, I, I, when I look at this, it is who we kind of thought. Now, it's kind of differently. We thought Georgia might be able to take that step forward on offense with the hiring of Todd Munkin, their offensive coordinator, Randy. And then, you know, they had the big transfer, Jamie Newman, come in from Wake Forest, but now they're playing the four-string walk-on quarterback, Stetson Bennett, um, and he kind of reminds me of a diet Jake Fromm, you know, kind of more <laughs> of a game manager, you know, don't, don't, don't screw up because, guys, this defense is elite. You know, I, you know even going back to the days when, when Pinkle took Mizzou to um, the SEC ch- uh, championship game, those two years they won the East, it wasn't because offensively they were unbelievable. It was because their defense kept them in every single game. And I think for Kirby, this defense was helped last year that they didn't have any rock stars. They didn't have any first-round guys. They had a bunch of fourth- and fifth-round NFL caliber guys that wanted to come back and show that they could be a first- or second-round pick. And I, I think this may go down as one of the best defenses we have seen in the SEC really in the last decade. Peter, speaking of NFL caliber guys, a lot of love nationally for Florida's quarterback, Kyle Trask. He's right up there in the conversation with Trevor Lawrence for the Heisman watch. But when you watch him play, do you think that his skill set would translate well to the NFL? Um, yeah, and, and, and I don't know if it's on a unbelievable elite level, but what I, I can say is that when you see some of the quarterbacks that have had success on, on, on the NFL level, it's because that they have learned and they can learn a system quickly and adapt to it. I think that's what Kyle Trask did and also had the patience, right? I mean, Kyle Trask wasn't even a starter on his high school football team. Think about that. Like, you know, De'Ara King, who's the, you will see tomorrow for in that Miami Clemson game, he was the starter on his high school team in Kyle Trask was a backup, and that's why he wasn't really, you know, looked at much. And then he was a backup in Gainesville. So I think just what NFL scouts are going to like out of Trask is he he's smart with the football, makes the good choice in the progressions that he makes, but also he has the mentality going, I don't need to be handed this job tomorrow. I'm willing to 
be patient and work for it. And I, I think that's something that's that that GMs across the league will like. And that's why this game against A and M is a big one coming up tomorrow. Peter Burns of ESPN's radio and also the SEC Network with us on 101 ESPN. Uh, Peter Eli Drinkwitz told us when we asked about playing Alabama and LSU in the first three weeks, he said, well, "Hey, this is why you get into the SEC. So it's Alabama and then at Tennessee and then LSU and then Florida. Welcome to the SEC, Eli." Yeah, I mean, and and I think Drink's fine with that. I mean, I, we, you know, I will tell you this: when I when I saw all the four new coaches that came in, Drinkwitz was probably the one that I'm like, really, I I, I don't know much about him, but he's become one of our favorites. He he joins us every um, every week on our show on SiriusXM in the mornings, and you know, we coined the phrase this weekend or or earlier this year, Tank Top Tuesdays. Just me and my <laughs> co-host would wear tank tops, and he's like, well, I'm going to wear a tank top, you know. And he's not afraid um, to speak his mind, and I and I love the transparency that he's had, and I think he understands this is what I signed up for, and um, I, I I do like the idea that they're going to go with Connor Bazelak. like he understands that hey they have to have some type of spark, especially with LSU coming into town, and I so far he seems to be making all the all the right choices. I don't think he has the caliber of guys he wants in right now and the fifth system that he eventually wants, but I think it could it could get to that fruition and you can see that out because he is an engaging personality. It is fun to watch Nick Bolton play, isn't it? Oh my goodness. I mean that that was you know, just to see him and it and it goes and, and I think that's one of the things that Eli's going to be recruiting to Missouri is think every single year you're seeing guys that are gonna play in the NFL because of how good they play defense here. And I think that's that's what you need in, in that, especially in that division. But um, yeah, I mean Bolton. Bolton's a guy that I, I was so happy that he didn't opt out of the season because when you look at leaders, it's not just you could just watch when you watch film. Guys are looking to Bolton to be like, all right, where do I go? Where do I line up? I mean, he's almost like having a coach on the sidelines, and I think that that's a, that's a credit to you know what Missouri defense has brought, and it hasn't just been him. It's been it's been multiple guys like that over the last probably decade. Well, Peter, I want to end this with kind of a macro question. We know that it is October, so Big Ten football is going to be gearing up soon. And we're looking at the rankings. We're looking at the the AP rankings that come out every week. But I keep thinking about the chaos that is going to exist when we have a playoff committee trying to fairly evaluate these teams who have played different lengths of schedule. Yeah, I mean, again, I I have always, Michelle, thought that it should be a a four-team playoff because I felt like every single game in the regular season should matter, right? Like, you shouldn't get any mulligans. To be a champion of college football, you should be excellent from start to finish, and that's what makes it great and different than the NFL. And I'm backing off of that this year. And this year only, I'm not going to say all the time, but I do feel like this is a year where, hey, let's have eight teams in um, and and let's provide a little bit more opportunity because how in the world do you say that the Pac-12 with seven games and the Big Ten with eight and and what's going to go on and all of a sudden if it's a group of five team like Cincinnati goes out and plays extremely well that they don't deserve a chance in in this year. So I, I believe that this year, this is a situation where every team has worked so hard and, and followed the rules to have a season. You should reward more teams for the college football playoff. But 
um, you know, I'm, I'm not smart enough, and it's way above my pay grade. I don't think that decision is going to be made this year. Hey, before we let you go, speaking of above your pay grade, your bosses have done a great job with that SEC network. And for somebody who's a broad-based sports fan, I like all sports, but when I can zero in on SEC football during the fall on the SEC network, it really is amazing. And I can tell you guys are having a lot of fun. Well, and, and that's the whole deal, Randy. It's like I, I, I got bummed this summer when we couldn't go to work. And, and, you know, like there's so many people that are listening to us right now that just go, man, I, I, you know, that, that is definitely the one percenters. And, and we do. We just honestly just the same stuff we'd be talking about in text messages or emails to each other is kind of what we do on air. So I think it comes across a little bit more laid back than a traditional thing. But and as much as we like football, I mean, it's kind of what we've done in, in, in like baseball and softball and gymnastics. So. Um, I would have never thought that I would have gotten into those sports, but just when you see how good the athletes are in the SEC, um, it, it just makes for fun television. And um, that's a compliment I'll, I'll share with our staff that it looks like we're having fun because um, it sure as hell doesn't seem like work most of the time. Good deal. Peter, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend, and we'll be tuned in. Randy, Michelle, we appreciate the invite, and uh, we'll holler at you guys soon. You bet. Peter Burns, SEC Network on 101 ESPN. Today is the start of NHL free agency. Danny Mack is out today, and we're going to cross things over with Alex Ferrario, who has some buddies in to talk some hockey coming up at the top of the hour on 101 ESPN.